Did you also mean to quote uh, Jerry Blank there? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like oh the my gosh. The hole. Her <laughs> plan is working. Mrs. Oh, Hegg's plan is working. She's in your head now. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. She Mrs. Hegg in- pulls out a Jerry Blank impression a lot. <laughs> it's amazing. It's incredible. She also does Meat Wad from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Also not great, but uh, she's... I mean, I'm a vegetarian, but I, I do them. <laughs> Yikes. Okay, uh, I'm going to change the subject quick. So anyways, uh, Twin Peaks is a show we watch. Laura is the one... Laura is the one... Laura is the one... It's Happy Hour in France, a Twin Peaks podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm June. Hey, folks. Uh, it's Heggs here. And it's also Guy. Hi, Guy. Hi, Hi. Hegs. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Uh, it's, you? A nice, it's a nice day. It was a nice good. day. Thoroughly yeah. pleasant. Nice day to be holed up in your basement making a podcast. Always. <laughs> uh, it was a nice day to spend it in a Benadryl coma, which is Ooh. what Heggs did most of the day. There's an amount of pollen out there. I don't know if you've <laughs> noticed it. <laughs> yeah. Freaking everywhere. It's like it's like a, a thick layer of creamed corn on everything. I had to go outside and wade through it in my bare feet. It's like walking through a luscious shag carpet. <laughs> <laughs> ah, those are both awful. So, yeah, Twin Peaks. Yeah, Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. This isn't the pollen podcast? Damn it. <laughs> Oh, shit. I uh, I double booked. I'm sorry, guys. All <laughs> of my notes don't apply. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll wing it. Season 2, Episode 10. Dispute, Dispute Between, between brothers. brothers. So, general thoughts. What did you think of this one? I dug it. I actually really dug it. I liked it. There were some, uh, some good reveals and uh, some tense moments, a couple of surprises. Good plot, uh, you know, forward development there. You know, things are things are marching along. I like how they didn't just like uh, like big thing happened last episode. It's not like they turned the page. It was like they tore the page out and then threw it, just like it was like some sort of boy cheerleader. <laughs> like uh, they really, really turned the page, and like uh, they were like, "Hey, all those things that happened before, here's a million new things." Yeah, this episode definitely tone shift. Before we uh, started recording, June and I were talking a little bit, and you mentioned a very strange thing right in the beginning. Three days later, right? That's the first time that ever yeah, happened. Yeah, there's a time jump. Yes. Which, like, three days in, like, Twin Peaks time, that's, like, a million <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why there was so much happened in this episode. It's because we were catching up on, like, uh, a massive, massive time shift of three single days. Mm-hmm. They stuff a lot in. They know how to... They know how to, you know, uh, you know, fill a day in Twin Peaks. So uh, do we believe this one to be directed by David Lynch? I'll say no. I do not. You do not. You are both correct. This one was directed by Tina Rathborn. was written by Trisha Brock, who I do not remember hearing from at all. Tina Rathborn mm. directed in an earlier episode... Episode three. One thing I think I forgot to mention last time we talked about it was that she directed a movie that featured, it was called Zelly and Me, but I believe that has both David Lynch and Isabella Rossellini as, as actors, and they were uh, an item at that, at that time. And as the writer, it says Trisha Brock. She began her career working in television commercials, and then she was then recruited, uh, this is on uh, Wikipedia, 
She was then recruited to write two episodes of the television series Twin Peaks. Then she continued, then she continued to write for Knott's Landing, Family Law. Oh, didn't she then get possessed by a symbiote? <laughs> a cinnabite? What? No, uh, <laughs> a symbiote. Uh, I think... Uh, Sim- oh, no, that was Eddie, Eddie Brock. Never mind. Oh. Oh, oh boy. Uh. Thank you, two <laughs> comic nerds who went along with me on that. Uh, I will. Uh, there's a high five for you in the future. All right. Hey. And then she did some directing after this, making her direct- directorial debut with the short film The Car Kid. Hmm. Uh, she did a full-length feature, Killer Diller. Is it about Phyllis Diller? Or I don't some know. Sort of pickle maker. Either way, I'm on board. Then <laughs> uh, <laughs> she did a whole bunch of. I, in the 2000s, she then directed a bunch of TV shows: Grey's Anatomy, Veronica Mars, Ugly Betty, The L Word, Gossip Girl, Breaking Bad, Thirty Rock. So she's done some good stuff. Oh wow! The Hellcats, The Walking Dead, Mr. Robot. Hellcats? Yeah. Not not the Hellcats that you and two other listeners are concerned about. Hellcats. <laughs> no 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 no. No idea what this is. Mystery Science Theater. Oh, all right. Sorry. Don't you have a cosplay costume for Hellcats? Oh, oh, that Hellcats. I thought you meant this Hellcats. (laughs) (laughs) You uh, can't prove that without going and looking at pictures you own. (laughs) You're right. Too much work. (laughs) So there, we uh, begin where we are at the Palmers, correct? Correct. Well, I knew you were going to stop me there, Hags. Go ahead. We open on a lonely road through the woods, and it reminded me of... uh, growing up in the woods as a kid hmm. and, uh i liked it it was uh, misty and foreboding and it's like it's uh it says uh i think it said to me we're not out of the woods yet to, th- to that point the last episode ended with them on this uh path in the woods right mm, Correct. It, maybe this is sort of a continuation of that right i don't know uh not necessarily physically connected but like uh metaphorically like the same idea path in the woods yeah sure okay Sari buries hmm, Sarah buries Leland next to Laura. Poop comforts Sarah. Oof. So we cut from the road to the mantle. And it's just the mantle of the people who are no longer with us, essentially. And they, it's, uh, they drop the bomb. It's three days later. Yeah, it's three days later. And in Twin Peaks, a lot can happen in three days to reiterate what uh, June said. So uh, Dr. Hayward's there, and he offers Sarah um, a sedative, uh, which she declines. She wants to be present for it, which, okay, okay. I don't know if I could have... Oof, I, I, think, I don't know if I, I could have felt like she had to be present for it because she was, like, drugged through a lot of the, yeah. the things that happened we find in her that, life. We find that out, yeah, yeah. basically in this scene. Yeah. yeah, that's probably why she declines it. Yeah, oof, that's... Oh, boy, so she declines, and Cooper offers some really... Uh, comforting words but they sort of fall flat for me because it's like oh everything's gonna be fine and you know he's gone now and bob's you know it's we're done and uh you know they fall flat because you know we're we're you know almost halfway through this season so i have a feeling bob might you know might still be around out there but that's eggs uh take mm-hmm. but uh i thought like she was uh you know not to jump ahead here but i thought she was fantastic in the scene like i yeah i really thought it was a, a, a very good uh, performance. You know, we don't get enough of Sarah in this in this uh, in this series. I think she's she's a great actress. Mm-hmm. Well, she seemed uh, she seemed more um, as to her words. She's uh, her line. Uh, she seems more present here, and there's yeah. a reason for that because Leland had her drugged the whole time, and it's just like, oh god, okay, oh god, yeah. 
So Leland or I, I would imagine, you know, Bob had her. It was the whole time. Yeah, Bob. I think whenever the, uh, Leland. Bob showed up, he was like, "Oh, have this glass of lemonade that's uh, <laughs> oddly red and cloudy because that's how we serve yeah. it around here." That's how we and, do it uh, here, Vinci. Yeah. Old Rufiade. <laughs> uh, Rufiade. Oh boy. Um, but, uh, yeah, he says he, you know, Le- uh, Leland had been drugging her through all that stuff. He says he tells her about like uh, Leland's end there. He says that uh, you know he was yeah. he was uh, saying how much he loved Laura. He believes that uh, uh, Leland saw Laura and that Laura forgave him in the end. Yeah, he died at peace. He's playing his hand at a grief counselor there, and that, that was uh, that was pretty comforting. I mean, yeah, what do you I think I say at this think point, I did a good job. Know? It's like okay, she seemed comforted, but she's like uh, she kind of touches her ear. Like, oh, Leland always found the other earring. It's like, oh, yeah, well, the huge yeah. sense of loss that she's going through. Yeah. Like, just immense. Good God. That's awful. The fact that she's cut, upright is amazing. Yeah, for sure. And coherent. <laughs> the line about how uh, she's bearing her next to Laura, who's who's the grass hasn't even really grown on her grave yet. Kills, yeah. you, kills, kills me. Yeah. <clears throat> well, they're together and hopefully they're together at peace. And then they uh, they cut to uh, our favorite stairs and fan combo shot. Yeah, I don't like that. Which, uh, yeah, it's good. It's takes you right back to the thick of it. And it's like another hint that's like we're not through the woods yet here. Something, yeah. you know, something malign is still present for certain. I can only assume Heggs is hungry. The citizens of Twin Peaks gather to mourn and support. Coop and the Major go fishing. Aces. Brotherly arguments. Coop is going to miss this place. <laughs> so this scene is huge. There is a ton of crap that happens. Yeah. But let's start with the ham. That is a good-looking ham. I, I knew. And that I knew. one the cob, the Danish, oh all God. of it looked amazing. Holy moly. I just wanted to, again, reach into this show and grab something from it. Some kind of haunted Danish, you know, some kind of <laughs> possessed slice of ham, you know. <laughs> I don't know. The, the risk seems worth it. But uh, what a Agreed. spread. Good. Grief makes people hungry. And... Uh, you know, I, I can't, yeah, it's comfort yeah. food, you know, it's all the favorites and, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just nice. The whole, it, it's like the whole town came together at the end of, uh, it's a wonderful life, you know, and there's like, everybody was there to, you know, to, to pay the respects and provide uh, big goods. And, uh, it was a nice scene. Lots of stuff happens though. So should we just start rattling stuff off? I mean, yeah. Well, Nadine is there. Mm-hmm. She's no. still not well. She's right off the bat. She's wearing like a little. I know it seems like a dress that's uh, you know younger than her age set. Right. Yeah. The uh, um. the missus commented on that as well as well as they said like uh, you know she's like she's mentally a teenager in this scene, but they're dressing her like a a fictional uh, you know five year old. Yeah. Not yeah. Like even yeah. A, a real five year old, like a like an American girl five year old. <laughs> oh wow! Very. Oh right. So uh, she cleans her shoe. And uh, makes them shine like mirrors. And then it kind of goes to a low angle shot and it reveals that she's huge. <laughs> yes. Yes. And she's, she's I'm a huge. cyclops. I'm immense. She, uh, yep. Yep. She's, I don't know. Little misty, uh, little misty uh, reference. I gotcha. <clears throat> I'm huge. <clears throat> and, uh, Even I Hank get that one. Enjoy- <clears throat> oh, oh, all right. <laughs> I know I liked you guys for a reason. Yeah. Hank is, uh, you know, completely attached to his role as a, a restaurateur and he's uh, he makes up a big old plate of food for, for Sarah. Gives her some Waldorf yeah, salad. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he's uh, enjoying the hell out of that buffet. He has two plates, one of which I had assumed was for uh, for Norma, but Hank is Hank. You might just eat them both. Well, I think <laughs> one's for Sarah, and yeah, one's for Sarah, I know, one's we fa- for him. When I was taking these notes, though, I didn't know that, but you know, I just, if he would have sat down and just sort of mowing through two plates of food and <laughs> Godspeed, Hank. Um, I was going to say, I if you judged surprised. him, it would be the most hypocritical thing I've ever seen. Oh, no, 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 man. Poof. Yeah. I think one man of those trembles was for in his us. presence. Oh, <laughs> I wish. He, he grabbed an extra plate for Jesus. Oh, that was really <laughs> sweet. Uh, he, he kind of interrupts Norman and Big Ed having a little bit of a moment, little uh, making eyes at each other there. Yeah, there's still some fondness there. A little nod um, to their, uh, yeah, the whole situation, to that love triangle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, it turns out uh, the, the plate was for Sarah after all. Who isn't interested? Well, you know what, guys? Heggs is interested. <laughs> no. I'm sure it didn't go to waste. I'm sure Hank polished it off like a good boy. I, I hope. They just kind of set it to the side. And it was very realistic because it's just like, uh, you know, let me help you with that. I know you're not, you know, into 11 pounds of food right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a hearty serving for sure. Whew, good grief. Yeah. I got to say, I think it's a little uh, harsh when uh, the way uh, Audrey talks about him. And uh, he's, you know, he's not a good guy at all. But in the moment, that's kind of a nice thing to do. I know. It's also like Audrey's like, uh, oh, can you believe this guy coming up here talking to you? Whereas she is like sitting like literally aside of Sarah and her best friend talking. Uh, Audrey, a girl who wasn't necessarily super good friends with her daughter. Yeah. Yeah, I feel maybe there's a, a bunch of smoke screens being thrown around here, and Audrey's trying to ingratiate herself to the the bereavers, and uh, and Hank is trying to make himself appear not threatening by providing delicious plates of bountiful food. Yeah, I don't know. Hank is a scumball, so of course he's gonna he's gonna be on his best behavior and make everybody want to trust him. And Audrey's, uh, you know, she's, uh, you know, maybe she's still a little Nancy Drew. You know, um, still mm. trying to figure out what the hell happened, and she's trying to, you know, to get her closer to Cooper, maybe. If she can, uh, oh. you know, bring him a scoop. She'll have something to talk to him about. You say she wants to bring Coop a scoop? Yeah, she wants to. Yes, Coop he scoop. did say Coop scoop. And, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yep, the whole bit was poop. So here we are. Uh-huh. Donna's comforted by Big Ed, and it looks like James took off, and he blames himself for everything, and he just he just left. You know, he's a drifter. Yeah, Donna's like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, people are dead, but what about my boy problems? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Donna. Well, she's concerned for him. She's concerned for... Uh... The, the day is about Donna. That's that's true. Well... <laughs> okay, so I don't think it's particularly out of character for the, the teen gang to be completely tone deaf as to what exactly is going on and be more wrapped up in their own uh, drama. And, you know, and she's concerned for James. And Big Ed seems to think he'll be back. He's going to, you know, he'll, you know, he'll be okay with it. And we'll see. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Speaking of back, Dr. Jacoby's back and looking Doc. snazzy. Yeah, he looks oh very, God. he's very dapper. Yeah, Dr. Jacoby's gotta... back and he's tone deaf as ever. I mean, read the room, bro. Oh, he is uh, <laughs> styling and profiling. I, uh, <laughs> I am 100% on board. He has a tie that he's in no way... Assaultable, you know, assaulting, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, assaultable, uh, but oh, it is. It, it has a hula girl on it, but uh, oh, uh, oh, did it? Oh, I didn't even. Oh, god, I was too did, busy yeah. taking notes. It's like fresh from his uh, his tour with the cherry pop and daddies. He's wearing his best suit, <laughs> Hawaiian shirt. It's like, oh, bro, okay, uh, okay, fine. I mean, I'm on board. 
yeah. He's, he's, he's doing it up, and he's, he cuts a sharp image, but maybe not for a funeral. I think, uh, like, at a funeral, that's appreciated. Like, uh, you know, you're, somebody shows up in, like, a wacky, wacky suit. Not distasteful, but, you know, wacky. And, like, it, like, uh, breaks the, the tension. It, like, uh, gives everybody a little, uh, oh, sure, you know, grief. But uh, look at that thing. That's, that's <laughs> going on. You know, it's, yeah, so. I think it's, it's helpful more, more than hurtful. That's a thing you're wearing. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you guys don't bring a series of whoopee cushions to my funeral, I'm going to be hurt. <laughs> I'm going to bring a fart machine and uh, just slip it gracefully underneath you when I bend in for a kiss. And then just uh, be firing off uh-huh. that fart button all night long. Lovely. <laughs> That's our little secret. Uh, poor, poor Mrs. Heggs. Anyways. <laughs> oh, she'll murder me, but to be honest, she'll probably have murdered me long before this happens. So, <laughs> Just keep your hands off the deviled eggs. You're, <laughs> Never. You're, you're set. <laughs> so uh, Garland arrives and he, he greets uh, Dr. Jacoby and they kind of, you yeah. know, it's, it's, like, it's like a reunion show where it's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. remember these guys? You know, we haven't seen uh, some of them in a while. Yeah, we get to check in with everybody and see. It's like, okay, you're okay, and this might have been what you're up to, and this is what's going on in your life. And it was nice. It was a good way to catch up, but we're not even like, I don't know, we're about halfway through all the freaking little vignettes because uh, there's two old men there, and they're having a, a mild argument about food and diapers. And, uh, <laughs> that was a weird cutaway, but uh, I guess... We, we um, meet uh, the mayor's brother. Yeah. yeah, it's the mayor who I didn't recognize. He seemed more lucid in this one. He didn't seem especially lucid in that first, what was that, in season one? Yeah. yeah, he's definitely more awake in this one. The anger of his, uh, that his brother brings up in him uh, is enough to uh, get him going. Yeah, he's fueled by, fueled by rage. Yes. Rage <laughs> is a good fuel. Well, there's, uh, yeah, there's some bad blood there, I guess. We'll, we'll find a little more about that um, in a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. look, looks like, uh, cut back to Cooper, he has some vacation, uh, vacation time coming, so Garland invites him for some night, night fishing. Aces! Aces. Yeah. Cool. yeah. It sounds like a like fun a trip. Time. Namesake of our segment. Ah, yep. We cut back to Nadine, and now she uh, she's worried that people can see her underwear and the reflection of her shoes. The big head yep, assures her she's okay. Yeah, back to um, Sarah Palmer, and apparently Don and Laura pr- promise to be best friends forever. Uh, <laughs> a lot of heavy stuff in this scene. A lot of weird stuff, but a lot of, you know, I don't know. Well, they were suggesting guess- that they thought that that meant that was like their yeah, uh, death. Right, right. Yeah, like, uh, like so, like if one of us dies, the other one will immediately start dating the other's boyfriend. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's wildly inappropriate. Knowing, oh boy, well, <laughs> yikes, huh? Well, good thing James Indeed. isn't there. That'd be freaking awkward. But anyways, uh, so we cut back to the old men, and it's just this weird. Um, I don't know. This weird, weird. It, it works really uh, well in uh, comedy. Um, Oh, it's so funny. Situations where it's like, yeah, it's like, besides, she's cursed, and we don't, there's no freaking, like, it's like, I assume he's talking about the, doesn't, um, in the last uh, bit with them, uh, doesn't she feed you? I'm assuming they're talking about the same woman. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that delivery, that guy, the, the, anyways, the, Dwayne, the, whoever plays Dwayne. Anyways, that's how I saved Christmas. And it's like, what? Yeah. And it's like, and that just, and it's like, okay, fine, but it gets rough. Yeah, Pete and, uh, says it all uh, originated in a rumble seat dispute. Yeah, yeah, an old flame in a rumble seat. Whoa. <laughs> um, rumble seat? Not the rumble seat. <laughs> uh, you know, one of those seats that rumbles. I guess yeah, so. Throw back to one listener. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh boy. Um, so Beret Guy is going to stick the other guy's head into the gutter, which... Uh, 
you know, okay, fine. And it turns out uh, the uh, it's the mayor from way back when in season one, which we covered, and his brother uh, Dougie. Dwayne. Who owns a local newspaper. So Dwayne the mayor mm-hmm. and Dougie his brother, the newspaper guy. And they have some kind of 50-year feud and uh, that's been going on. And I guess it's recently been stirred up by Dougie being engaged for the fifth time. Mm-hmm. To apparently a very young woman. I completely missed that his name was Dougie and it is blowing my mind. Okay. Why? For reasons I'm not going to talk about. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Okay. You could just... <laughs> All right. Keep going. So, so was it, does this, is all of this scene besides like a couple of like uh, little, uh, drips and drabs, um, does it all serve to just make Cooper realize how much he's going to miss Twin Peaks or is sure. there actual like, there is a lot of things with long and lasting effects in this scene. I don't usually like to throw stuff out at you, but, uh, I hope you were yeah. paying attention. Um, I it's was, I tried all to take relevant. notes, um, off a hot sandwich. Um, I had to take notes about all of it, but, uh, neat. Um, yeah. Well, that's lots of fun. Yeah, um, Coop, uh, Coop is totally enamored with all of it. Yeah, he loves everything yeah. that's going on. It's it, all of its uh, craziness and all of its uh, imperfections. He's into it, all of it, just like us. Yeah, he's back to his wide-eyed Coopiness. Yeah. yeah. Well. Nadine practices her splits. <laughs> okay, so we're back at high school here, and I didn't catch the name of the principal, I'm assuming, but he's in a couple of times in this episode, but... uh. It's yeah, a different big principle doc- than last. Yeah, than right. Month. Yeah, maybe it, maybe it's a guidance counselor or something. Maybe it's a oh, maybe it's somebody else. I, I, I think it is the principal, principal but, but okay. uh, maybe we'll see. It's definitely different than the principal, but I think maybe it's the vice principal or something. So Big Ed and Doctor Jacoby are trying to enroll Nadine into high school, and somewhere, Adam Sandler smiles. <laughs> So she's trying out for cheerleading practice, which I'm sure is going to be both normal and okay. I, I, I foresee no wacky shenanigans afoot, what with her superpowers and all, but uh, uh-huh. you foresee right there. <laughs> yep, yep, there's nothing nothing to see here, folks. And uh, yeah, that's uh, just the scene kind of cuts off as well. A lot of uh, like quick succession uh, cuts to different scenes in uh, different locations in this one. I mean, they had a lot. They had a lot to cram in this one. They were it was a lot fast yeah, and furious. So this is a good. Uh, this is some good advice. Uh, Doctor Jacoby is given. Given it, huh? What was the advice? Yeah, did you write <laughs> that down? I did not. I was too busy I, making Adam Sandler jokes, which are both topical and hilarious, mind you. I'm Just all for Billy Madison. In, enrolling Billy her Madison. into high school, I'm assuming is is, is oh, Doctor okay. Jacoby's idea. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's lodge. I mean, I think it's happened to all of us back in high school. All of a sudden, an adult shows up with amnesia, and uh-huh. uh, yeah, I mean, it's a tale as old as time. Yeah. Oh, for certain, for certain. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure uh, pandering to her, uh, her psychotic uh, fantasy is probably for the best. Yeah, uh, and, and you know what? With her immense, immense strength and complete unpredictability, her being around <laughs> children. That's. I mean, that's probably a good move. But yeah. I'm, I'm sure okay. Shaggy no, and Scooby you know, are like, oh, my God, 21 Jump Street's here. We're screwed, <laughs> Scoob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's going to end out. Yeah, everything's going to work out fine. I, I, I have no problems with any of the <laughs> yeah, things yeah. this scene sets up completely. Coop's room, right? Yep. <sighs> no. Okay, go ahead. Oh, sorry. We, we, it cuts to a, an overcast day on a desolate street. I thought that was a lovely shot. It was. It was is foreboding, and it's kind of like the storm, you know, from the last. Geez, the last episode feels like a year ago. 
you know, it's it's still overcast, so there's still potential uh, for more um, uh, Discord. Buckle up. Yeah, I think these uh, transition shots, but I mean, yeah, but they're they're unique to this episode. I think they're, we don't have them in any of the other episodes Maybe that I've seen so the, far. Uh, the director's style. Uh, yeah, she got a time machine and found out that you know it's really Heg's bag, and uh, she's just doing it for Heg's. Right on. Oh, that's that's really thoughtful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I don't know. They're nice. They're they're they really set a mood. I think it's nothing but sunny days ahead, and I think this uh, this shot is bullshit. But. Uh, uh, each throne. You, you, sir, are full of crap beyond your years. <laughs> Time will tell, my friend. Time will tell. Coop and Audrey say goodbye. Coop talks about someone hurt by him. She died or something. Coop's. <laughs> no, hold on a second. Sorry. And that's Coop's. Damn it. Coop's problematically perfect. Period. Coop. Let me say it one more time. Coop's problematically perfect, period. Gross. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm choosing not to, I'm just, I'm, I'm, let's, I wasn't going to uh, say anything, up. but then he repeated the it, better. so gross. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm moving on. We're moving on. So at the Great word Northern. Smith, you're painting a picture. <laughs> um, Cooper's uh, in his room bedecked in uh, his fishing vest and tie, you know, as you do. He's folding multiple pairs of exact same print boxers, which we find later is a pile of not the same, uh, exact same print. So I feel that that uh, that kind of like, look how, you know, like um, rigid and uh, structured I am. Like it didn't actually pan out, but it's like, oh, yeah, of course, all of his undergarments are the same. He probably just buys in like a multi-pack, you know. That's just, how I do it, actually. Yeah, it's huh. just smart. Oh, oh, for certain, for certain. So uh, that's your information to do with what you want now. I'm blown away that guy didn't uh, mention uh, Coop Sundays in his... Uh, no. Go ahead. Did a speech <laughs> before this. Coop meticulously folds over his the crotch of his underwear. Hey, hey guy, why are you taking your shirt off? <laughs> guy, put your shirt back on. Don't mind me. I'm we trying don't. not to. Turn my camera off. Actually, I really am. My battery's starting to eat it. There we go. So Audrey arrives, and she's in uh, some sort of customer relations role now, or was she uh, just wanted to see Cooper? Little mm. column A, little column B, I think. Oh, maybe a little. Cooper has absolutely no complaints about his stay. Uh, the Great Northern is a hotel that's so nice, even a bullet to the abdomen can't dampen his uh, spirits. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's... Is that like six stars, or that that jumped direct to seven stars at that point? I took a bullet. <laughs> it was great. That That's crazy. Yeah, but once the pleasantries are out of the way, um, some real talk. Yeah. And, um, right. Cooper can't see Audrey, and she's like, well, because I'm in high school, and he's like, well first and foremost, but Cooper's, uh, he seemed more focused on, uh, her being involved in one of his cases. Um, and that, that's one of his rules is like, he'll never date or see someone that's, um, involved in a case that he's worked on. Yeah. He's still not over his last, last thing. Yeah. Which, uh, so he hurt someone and, uh, it's like, what did she die or something? As a guy alluded to before is like, well, you want to know how? I'm like, uh, no, Mm. (laughs) not, not, no. And, uh, yeah, apparently this person was a material witness, and uh, he wasn't paying attention because he was in love with her, and she got murdered, he was badly injured. Now, was this in Pittsburgh? And uh, Wyndham Merle lost his mind, a chess move guy. Right. Yep. Well, maybe, maybe maybe, we'll meet soon. So, y- yikes. Uh, yep, and uh, Audrey, Audrey takes all that in, as, as you do, and says, mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, one day I'm going to grow up and I'm going to come after you and uh, watch out. And yeah. also, uh, your only problem is you're perfect. Yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 they say their goodbyes amicably enough, but I kind of leave it on that one note. He he reacts a little uh, negatively to that, though. I wonder well, what like that means. Maybe, maybe he still blames himself for the fact that they didn't catch Bob sooner. Mm, maybe. Like and he I, was carrying I think, some guilt around. I think he's certainly not over the events of uh, his lady friend dying in his arms and uh, his partner going insane. And yeah. Yeah, that's Pittsburgh, drug, Pittsburgh drug glasses on you for a while. That's uh, just something that Pittsburgh happens. gets its claws into you, and it's. Uh... Mm-hmm. Are we done so there? We cut we... to... I'm just gonna I'm gonna cut you off. We're, we could cut to a waterfall, which yeah. I don't really. Uh, I didn't wasn't able to pick any symbolism out on this one, so it's just some waterfalling. But uh, continue. Well, there's a there's a bunch of uh, water motifs, or at least at least two that I can think of. Well, what them. Uh, um, um, pacifying Bob with the water sprinkler. Well, in, in and, this episode, uh, I'm saying there's the uh, the waterfall, and then there's, like, the next one, there's, like, the, that weird, like, old uh, faucet. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I thought, like, this waterfall was representative. I don't know if you saw, like, I believe he was probably the, uh, the like, the guy who was catering the wake. Uh, he had a beautiful, beautiful blonde mullet, and I thought this uh, waterfall was, like, a throwback to his, uh, <laughs> his beautiful Kentucky waterfall on the back of his head. Nice. Oh, lovely. Oh, I missed that. I'm going to have to revisit this episode. And There's a that. mullet and a half walking around that wake, and it shows itself uh, at least three times. Bobby tries on new digs to impress the man he's blackmailing. Is Shelly finally getting over the big talk? That was a, that was a good summation. Yeah, Bobby's yeah. got a Leo suit on. It looks like Bobby mm-hmm. is wearing yeah. a Leo suit. <laughs> it's uh, big. For sure. But it's it bad. It is big. I mean, it's, it's big and bad. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it definitely seems like, uh, Shelly is feeling, uh, both trapped and neglected and, uh, wants to night on the town and Bobby is, uh, you know, paying attention as, o- like, uh, as always. I like how Leo helps him with the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they use him as a, the, a prop. For sure. Oh, for certain. Well, hey, you know, if it works. Well, Bobby's going, he's getting all gussied up for a meeting with Ben Horn, which I am yep. certain will turn out completely fine and well and he's going to come mm-hmm. I am As blackmail meetings always do, they're always oh concerned my God. about how you're dressed. That's It's always important Famously. to make a good, good impression while you're blackmailing someone. And uh, Shelly's like, can you take me out afterwards? And he's like, hey, baby, just stay home and take care of Leo. That's what you like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's... I mean, it's paraphrasing, but it's essentially what he no, says. That's more or less, yeah, that's uh, TLDR. That's what he said, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, pretty tone deaf when he wants to be. He's getting all caught up in how clever he is. Right. Uh, His scheme didn't work for the insurance money, and he's on to the next scheme 100%. Cross your fingers, cross your toes. This is the big time. Woo! We are now at the Rusty Faucet. Gotcha. Rusty Faucet, (laughs) yeah. And now we're at the Sheriff. I just find that the interludes are very nice. I'm a fan. Now it's important to talk about. It's what sets our podcast away from other podcasts, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> we focus um, on the details no one gives a crap about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, not even us sometimes. You'll be surprised. <laughs> Catherine returns from the woods with a face smudge. <laughs> Catherine lays it on thick. Harry is a good audience. Heaven was Pearl Lakes. So uh, we cut to the sheriff's office, and Truman is enjoying a hat full of donuts, you know, as you do. It's a bag <laughs> full of donuts. 
Uh, it actually, uh, it turns out brown. it isn't, but it looked like he had like a, just like a hat full of, a, you know, the donuts. Yeah. Like, it's like, I'm, Hey, I mean, you go boy. Freaking, I might get a hat just for donuts moving forward. We'll see. <laughs> but, uh, so Catherine is there. And one of my favorite lines from this, um, from this episode is, uh, He's like, oh, hey. And he's like, uh, he just kind of stops and like blinks. He's like, uh, forgive me my saying so, Catherine, but uh, aren't you dead? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that's a fair question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, uh, she's got a convincing walking stick and uh, face smudge. So clearly she's just <laughs> come out of the woods. And, oh, uh, evidently. Evidently. She gives an Oscar caliber... Uh, story of how she was saved by the angels, and uh, the angels uh-huh. brought her to her her cabin at Pearl Lake, where she uh, kept herself fed uh, from a, a well-stocked tuna pantry. <laughs> and then, uh, Harry's like, uh, "Why did you come back?" And she's like, uh, "I ran out of tuna." Yeah, but so this is uh, a nice little solilo- soliloquy for her. It's fan- like top-notch. I thought Sarah yeah. was uh, really good in the beginning of this one. I thought Catherine was. Uh, Really, really good in the scene. Like, yeah, she's good. I don't know that story. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, so, I think Harry could not have bought it any more than he did. Oh yeah, Harry. But Harry's a trusting soul. Like, I honestly, um, I get the feeling that uh, obviously her the, the circumstances of her just coming at that moment were not true. But I get the feeling that that actually is what happened, more or less. Although when so she, she probably came, laid low. Yeah, and was working out of there, but she, there's no way she was just hanging out and like hiding no. the whole time, eating tuna and, and peering no. through the curtains. right. But she was gone for like a day, which Two. I assume she used to gather uh, a costume, and then came back almost immediately. Uh huh. Yes, she wasn't yeah. really gone for. I don't know if the story has much credibility at all because she really wasn't gone for very long at all. Maybe, maybe a day. Maybe, maybe not a day. Well, does, does Truman know who uh, Mr. Uh, Tajimoro was? S- certainly not. But I'm saying, okay. like, in real, like, well, there you go. Uh, guy was saying that he thinks that this may have been actually what she was doing. I, I don't think that's the case. Cause, I guess I just mean, I just mean, like, where she, like, what happened to her, like, the, the, the immediate, her immediate circumstance after she was escaping the fire. Like, maybe this is something that happened similar to that. I mean, it's possible. Uh, yeah. And maybe her cabin was a side of Tom Savini's cabin, and that's why she... Got this wonderful disguise. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> For well, certain. That, there's definitely holes. It, there's definitely, uh, I don't know. the it's, way It's Swissy. For yeah. sure. There's one way or the other, a uh, delightful scene. I, uh, yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. Well, there's more to it. It's, uh, do you believe in guardian angels? She's trying to say, hey, like she wandered and just happened upon this cabin from her childhood, which was still stocked with food from like, okay. It's like, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, when she's telling the story, there's a picture of uh, two owls. Like a painting of two owls in the back of her. That's pretty cool. Um, and she doesn't remember how she escaped. And uh, the cabin was at Pearl Lakes. Now, isn't that where mm-hmm. Hawk went to? Okay, so that's where Bob is from. Or Bob used to, like, he, he it's where Le- It's where like Leland used to spend his summers. Yeah, it yeah, seems like it was probably, like, the, but he, the vacation okay. resort for the people of Twin Peaks when uh, they went on vacation. Okay. Because, like, Leland, when he was a kid, went up there when he was a to the cabin and she went up there it's probably just where well uh you know vacation in twin peaks visit visit pearl lake and it's lovely <laughs> cabins Ooh, lovely okay so that makes sense but uh huh that's an interesting connection 
So she she uh, she came. Uh, her story was that she ate the food there, and she came to town back. You know when she ran out of it because she was afraid for her life. And I guess that makes sense. Hmm. I mean, she doesn't say like she. Uh, you know, no one was at this cabin since she was a child. You know, she's like. Uh, she could go back to that place. She just like magically found herself through the woods because of a guardian angel, probably. And she apparently walked miles to get there. Yeah, it's just the whole thing is just a little too convenient. Like everything wraps up. It's like, oh, oh hey, guess what? I'm not, I'm not dead after all. I'm like, oh. Lucy, Dick, and Andy. Happy helping hands. Andy steps up. Morals and manly behavior. So Dick is back and he quits smoking. Lucy doesn't care. Just going to say, before we go any further, that line is amazing just because first thing he does is make everything, the whole situation about him. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. of course, of course he did. Yeah. Dick, uh, Dick realized that he's a bore. So that's, uh, I guess that's growth, right? Um, yeah. But uh, just to interject here, what the hell is uh, Lucy doing up on a ladder changing light bulbs while she's pregnant? Right. I don't know if you noticed this, but Lucy sort of does everything around there. She really does. No, she's uh, she's she's the person that holds that place together for certain. But I mean, she could have yeah. gotten anybody else to do that. But remember fun. when Andy was filling in for her and he he nearly drowned in post-its and tape like uh, her job oh, is yeah. serious business that nobody else can cover it. Not a can do Andy. Nobody. Yep. Can do Andy <laughs> was lost without a map. And that was can do Andy. That's like the best Andy. No match. <laughs> no. There's a good match. Andy coming up here, you know. Oh, for sure. For sure. So she's obviously she's like what what are you doing here you know she she doesn't seem she's got other fish to fry she doesn't seem to be uh happy to see him at all so he he follows follows uh, Lucy up on the other side of the ladder and uh, while Andy listens and he's like well I've been thinking about it and I want to be you know I want to be a mem- uh, part of this kid's life and la 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 you know and completely ignoring the fact that she's uh, nearly falling and having a tough time uh, putting this light bulb in. <laughs> So Hawk walks up, kind of does a double take, shakes his head and walks off. And uh, we're with you there, Hawk. But uh, the re- yeah, the reason that she's on the ladder, she's struggling with the light bulb. And, and uh, Dick is oblivious. He's talking about how he's mentoring a kid. And he's like, well, yes, to get ready for my role or what have you. It's just like I've been mentoring this little guy. And it's just like and she almost takes a tumble. And uh, that would have been horrible. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so Dick has not changed at all. Um, I think that's the takeaway from that scene. I think it's mm-hmm. in big, bold letters. Um, but Andy's right around the corner listening. Yes. And he steps up and he's like, and literally steps up because mm-hmm. he makes his move and he climbs the ladder too. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Hey now, honey, big Papa Andy's here. Don't you worry. We're not going to be fighting. It. Oh, she does. She's, she's into Papa <laughs> Andy. She, uh, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. She almost kissed him a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. She like leaned in. It's like, oh, so she does love him after all, or she wants him anyways. Yep, it's and like, like, okay, hey, so maybe his, maybe it isn't so hopeless for Andy as we thought. Maybe, you know, maybe he's, uh, maybe he's in a stronger bargaining position than, uh, than he once, um, you know, saw himself as, uh, being in. My mom said when she was with child, like, uh, you know, you can't fight around a, a pregnant woman. And, uh, I think we should both be men and, you know, not stir the pot here so uh, we can all be adults and uh, go about your business. And then he, uh, yeah. coolly and nonchalantly, like uh, it doesn't bother him at all, just strolls off into the next room. Hawk is like, what are you doing, man? And no he's trust like, I got this me. under control. Yeah, no, <laughs> I know I think how to get Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he, he forces, it was a power move. He for, I mean, maybe, maybe he didn't realize it, but it was a power move. So he went up there and stated his case 
and completely undermined uh, Dick's, you know, case. Yeah. Uh, forces him into the worst handshake ever, and then just <laughs> freaking spins and leaves. Oh, that handshake was awful. Uh, and uh, yeah, Lucy seems swayed by it. And yeah, Hawk is indeed concerned. Right, you're right on June, but as uh, he feels. Um, and he feels like he's going to uh, convince Lucy with morals and family behavior and uh, manly yeah, behavior onto something. Yeah, that oh, was it manly? confidence. Yeah, yes. manly behavior. Oh, I thought he said, oh, I thought he said family. <laughs> um, okay, I'm sorry. So, uh, um, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, morals and manly behavior. Yep, and then he cries. But, uh, well, no, you know, <laughs> in the privacy of the hallway. Yeah, what? You can't. Do you think I it's went too far? Nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, I've cried today. You know, in these, you know, incidences, he may not be handling them perfectly, but uh, one of those two is pushing buttons. And uh, yeah, it isn't Dick. Trimming. It ain't Dick. You know, at the end of the day, friggin' Andy's killed a guy. He's got it in him to take charge. <laughs> or did he? Oh, no, he wounded him. He shot him. He shot him. He shot a guy. I thought, you know, I always forget that he was in. That's why uh, he was in the hospital. But he freaking shot a guy and didn't even think about it. So it's in him to be. At the end of the day, Andy is a cold blooded murderer. Yes, like, I think Andy that's what we're all saying. Bob, <laughs> hard bro goodbyes, green butt skunk. You're one of us now. Wizard of Oz goodbyes? Not. Yes, Cuban B. <laughs> Wait, was that him? Yes, it, oh, was. it was. That was Samson Simpson. Oh my God! <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, I can understand why your memory of that movie would be hazy, but I also know that we've no, watched that movie 4,000 times. <laughs> Once or twice. Uh, oh, my God. that's It's like, that guy is so familiar. Why do He's I He's also familiar for another reason, but I'll get to that in a minute. Okay, okay. That's fantastic. So, oh, man. Ooh, that's hilarious. So, Cooper visits Truman, and it's the final bro out, you guys. Yeah. Oh, you know man. So, yeah. You know what's crazy? Or so they would uh, have you Harry, believe. Harry had that brown paper bag full of donuts. And then seemingly he also had another brown paper bag full of fish hooks. Like, okay, uh, so here's... Okay, that was... Oh, Jesus God. Man. That seems, like, extremely dangerous. <laughs> no, he had a... He had, was carrying a donut, and the brown paper bag was the fish hook bag in his hat. There was only one donut. I just assumed it was full of donuts, which it should have been if you... You know. But, uh, yeah. Don't I, think he, had, up, I think he had a sack. I think he had a sack of donuts <laughs> and a sack of fish hooks. Well, then he lives dangerously, and I, 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 I stare at him in awe. It's bold. <laughs> so uh, Truman gifts Cooper with a fly lure um, that I assume uh, Truman made himself, um, he did. which where we found out that was yeah. And he held uh, Cooper holds it up like a necklace because these fish are only thinking about sex. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know there was some there were some overtones. Yeah, he said uh, those steel the steelheads only have one thing in their mind: uh-huh. sex. And if you wanted to distract him, he pauses. You need a sweet looks little green butt. Looks yep. right skunk. in his eyes. The green and said, butt skunks will fix that. Sex. <laughs> and then, like Cooper holds it up, and he's like, "I got a little green butt." <laughs> <laughs> Call me a steelhead. Wow. <laughs> uh, they are an adorable couple, and I couldn't ship them harder. But oh, anyways, uh, agreed. Um, oh my God! Please. Anyways, nobody's uh, so, uh, nobody's complaining if they get together. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Truman recycles, which is really progressive. Well, you know, I like that. It's like I'll recycle that later, which is an odd line, but okay, that's nice to know. Wait, and, wait, uh, wait! I, I missed that. He he said what? He said yeah, I'll recycle he, uh, that he takes, later. 
Yeah, he takes the bag, like, uh, like Cooper, like, unwraps the lure, and he's, like, he has a brown paper bag, and he's, like, I'll recycle that later. It's just, like... Well, Seriously? Was... I don't remember that. Wow, okay. Yeah, unless, I'll tell you what, I've, uh, um, I've probably, uh, taken probably more Benadryl than I should have today, so who knows, <laughs> maybe that might not have happened. I think but, he was uh... just talking about, like, the, the mental memory of this conversation. Uh, <laughs> over and over and over yeah. again. <laughs> so, he, uh... He gives Coop another yeah. present. Yeah, yeah, a freaking patch. Um, oh, the beautiful. Of which uh, one of us just ha- happens to be wearing this evening, huh? Da, 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 is da. it me? No. Um, I don't no. think it is. Yeah, our own Guy Dudeman's wearing a Bookhouse Boy uh, t-shirt today. It's very cool. Um, Saved it for this yeah, occasion. Bookhouse Boys, and he has the patch to prove it. Yep. And... Uh, um, you know, I, I wiped a tear from my eye at this point. You guys, it was a beautiful scene, uh, knowing full yeah. well that Cooper is going nowhere because it's like, right. they set this stuff up. They set this stuff up too hard for him to just, you know, like, okay, bye. And like the Wizard of Oz, Cooper says his farewells to the other staff. Oh, guy, dude, man, you and I, we're Twin Peaks buddies. Yeah. yeah. Little precious Broman here on the pod. Oh, my goodness. Oh, if only you were here. Precious I'd give you a fishing lure. <laughs> um, show you my green is... skunk butt. Oh, uh, okay. You should probably see a doctor about that. guess there's at least <laughs> one problem. Um, I mean, I can, uh, I can definitely vouch for at least half of that being true. Sweet Jesus. It's, it's a nice moment. He's saying his goodbyes to everybody, and it's very, like, uh, he even mentions... Um, Andy's heart, so it's like I really, really cemented the uh, the Wizard of Oz, right? Um, kind of uh, parallel for me. He's like uh, Hawk. If I'm ever in trouble, I hope you're the one who comes, because you know you could like uh, murder a guy and save me. Yeah, and that would be great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you killed the shit out of that guy right in front of me. I still wake up covered in piss and screaming in my hotel room because of that. <laughs> thank and you. Then, yeah, then while that Ooh, memory geez. is still fresh in his mind, here comes the repercussions of that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, and it's sure enough, it's Agent yeah. Roger Hardy yeah, and a guy who I can only assume, yes, the Cuban B, Samson Simpson <laughs> from Half Baked. Who he's also uh, the actor's name is Clarence Williams III. He was also in the Mod Squad as one of the main characters, along with Peggy Lipton. Oh like, wow! Uh, yeah, both of them were. Uh, both the main characters of that, uh, I mean, for like, pun, I don't know, 130 episodes or something. Like, uh, that's how both of Holy them became shit. big stars. Were, uh, that's awesome. I never really watched the Mod Squad. You guys are gonna, not going to believe this. It was totally well, like a night. You should go back and watch it now because it's Norma from the diner and Samson Simpson or that's Agent Roger awesome. Hardy. And I'd like to say that uh, poor man's Gary Busey is there. Uh, yeah. Because uh, poor man's Gary Busey is here in a Mountie costume, and from now on, I'm only referring to him as Gary Moosey. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, Gary uh, Moosey. I, I, I like that quite a bit. That's good stuff. Yep, Gary so, Moosey, the Mountie. He's ridiculous. I love it. And fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ, I couldn't He's be happier. He's pretty mad. But yeah, that was amazing. I recognized him. I just didn't realize why. Wow. Whoo. So yeah, that that wonderful goodbye is like just shattered by uh, by Agent Roger Hardy and sudden Mountie disappearing out of nowhere like the freaking yep. Spanish Inquisition, and uh, Agent Cooper suspended from the FBI effective immediately. Uh oh. The agents who watch the agents' motives and methods. Yeah, and it, it's obvious that uh, 
you know, Coop is quite familiar with Roger Hardy from, you know, back at the Bureau. Yeah. Coop, you know, knows what it's about. Uh, he says, you know, they're, uh, they're there to invest uh, Coop's uh, methods, which how could that possibly go wrong? I mean, who could argue with uh, Coop's <laughs> by the book methods for crime solving. Oh, for like, this, like this is going to go great. By the book. Oh, like, my I, God. I have this, no problem. This will be wrapped up this. Yeah, within the half hour. There's no way this is going to take longer than a few minutes once they find out about Coop's just by the book methods. <laughs> i, I got to say, guys. There's some rocks. This is literally the first time I noticed him actually saying that. When he mentioned your methods, like that never like clicked with me before. And yeah, my uh, methods are from the moon. <laughs> I guess I always assume that like, well, he's like on a uh, an elite force within the uh, well, yeah, it's uh, the FBI yeah, internal that, affairs that internal uses affairs. Yeah. these specific methods. I assumed he must have been using methods that were okayed with the FBI, but until this moment, literally tonight, I didn't realize. Oh, maybe he's just going rogue and he's just doing his own thing. Yeah, apparently uh, Audrey's uh, Canadian rescue. Was what prompted the investigation. Yeah, right. but he, he knew that so, was coming. Uh, I think anyway, because he knew when he was doing he it didn't that there seem was going to be trouble. But malfeasance. Yeah, uh, yeah yep. malfeasance. And then uh, Truman, true to form, is like, "Well, what the heck is that?" This is like, and Cooper explains it very calmly. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, we did the right thing the wrong way. Right. I think you're I just painting right. one deputy over another sheriff. <laughs> you're channeling Albert here. Bobby talks big. Audrey to the rescue. Sort of. So it looks like Bobby's getting the brush off, huh? He's waiting for Ben and he's getting impatient. Right. He's not taking uh, his uh, Aud- his threat seriously. No. And so uh, I guess Ben Horn thinks, maybe he thinks at this point he's kind of like, it's like, what are you going to do? I just escaped a murder rap, you know? Yeah. Like, like, it's, like we've been there, done that, you know, you can't, yeah. Yeah, so Audrey arrives and uh, she's like, count to ten. She gets him that, she gets him in. Mm-hmm. The first rule of business is uh, you have to know who to talk to. So it's like Bobby's like, hey, Audrey, I owe you one. And then he leaves her free gum on the door. So that was nice. A real yeah. cool guy always leaving his gum around. Oh, my God. What a class act. Oh, boy. That gum's going to come back <laughs> <in style. laughs> But, yeah, so he's Bobby, in there. Yeah. Yeah. They're about meeting to talk. Go- meeting goes great. Well, they're about to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, For Bobby a tenth of a second. Rush. Yeah, they're about to talk for maybe a tenth of a second before he's like, uh, oh, yeah, uh, bring in the goons. And then the goons yeah, come some in. Some large men enter, and they yeet him out of there. And Audrey's there to intervene again, conveniently. He's like, leave him alone, he's my friend. Did you, to, like, well, did, did you happen to notice what Ben looked like? <laughs> he was looking a little rough. He was looking super rough. He was like in his pajamas. He looked like Scrooge when the freaking spirits visited him. It was like... Right. I mean, I he know, just not, but. He just got out of prison that, yeah. that you know, very recently. For sure, but I would have, you know, taken a shower and put on normal clothes. And I God, think it's that's fair just... to say that you make different decisions than Ben. <laughs> you know what? I think it's fair to say that. Very good. Dear um, God. So, uh, so, um, huh. So, uh, Audrey and Bobby Big Talk, uh, going out for some ice cream and, uh, cup or cone indeed, say. Yeah. Yeah. Some trouble brewing there. <laughs> huh. She's, uh. Suggestive. A little like suggestive? To like. <laughs> I don't think that's suggestive. <laughs> it's pretty much yep. just saying. Yeah, she's like, uh, I want a cone because I like to lick. Whoa, can you never make that sound ever again, please? <laughs> I'm just saying that's what she said. 
The way she says it is kind of funny, though. She's kind of like, I know what I need to say here, so I'm just going to say it. Whatever. Border crossing, murders, and drug deals. Sheriff stands for his questioning and stands up for his hardest bro. <laughs> wow, this uh, it seemed bad at first, but now it's like super bad because there's missing cocaine and three deaths. Yeah, it's funny because um, they're like, uh, they're like, oh yeah, there was two bodies, and uh, also there's a uh, missing the the border crossing and some missing cocaine. And Coop's like, yeah. actually, no, there's three bodies. <laughs> there's three yeah. bodies. <laughs> yeah. Also, I sped all the way there and I littered. Yeah, he's like, uh, well, that was in self defense. Was it in self-defense or was uh, that in uh, Hawk defending you? <laughs> wow. Yeah, Hawk uh, killed the shit out of that guy. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I will never be able to unsee that. But like a good uh, bookhouse boy, he didn't throw uh, Hawk under the bus there. So, Oh, for certain. No, no, no. Nope. Um, yeah, crossing the border without informing the Canadian authorities is apparently a big problem, especially with all these other, you know, <laughs> missing drugs and murders. <laughs> And he was certainly crossing out of his jurisdiction. And Coop, like, uh, admitted, admitted, right? And he's like, yep, I did that one. And, uh, you know, we also killed the guy. But uh, he was a goon. Don't worry about yeah. him. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, did, did you even know his name? What was his name? Quick, quick. What was his name? Yeah. No, you don't know. Huh. Yeah. And then he was like, uh, I didn't know anything about Battis. And uh, yeah. uh, is Blackie the other one that was? Yeah, Blackie. Yeah. 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 Found her just yeah. bled out on the floor. And um, he doesn't know anything about the missing cocaine either. Yeah, he's like, oh, I didn't realize there were drugs. He's like, Roger, you know me. I'm, I'm no uh, toot fiend, even though I was just in the hall going toot toot a minute ago. But uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Literally, before he walked out in the what hall, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, he tooted. Okay, All right. with his whistle. I yeah. he was saying goodbye. The Wizard of Oz goodbye. Toot toot. I take yeah, it just back. like a minute ago, he was just like toot toot. You know, and then I uh, thought you were making a fart joke. <laughs> no, I, I'm talking oh, about Coke. This guy. Coke Girl or guy, train whistles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently uh, uh, Cooper's um, um, malfeasance whoa, um, it goofed up uh, Sudden Mounty's sting. I guess they had six months. Gary Moosey, his name is. Uh, I'm calling him Sudden Mounty. Nope, Gary Moosey. <laughs> All right. Um, I feel they're both fine options. But uh, yeah, they're after uh, Jean Renault. And um, yeah, there's fake um, cocaine there to... to Time in, and I guess they felt confident that this was their best chance to get him. And Cooper, you know, waltzed in, and uh, you know, with his big, uh, weird energy, and uh, here we are. Oh boy, Jean escaped. Mm-hmm. So Cooper surrenders his badge and gun at their behest. Oof! And they call uh, Truman in, and uh, Cooper and Truman have a moment in the door, like a broment, a door broment, a doorway broment. And yeah. uh, uh, Truman gives the bookhouse symbol, the bookhouse right. sign. Right on. Yeah. Meet you at our secret clubhouse. Jerk's not invited. Yeah, that exactly. Said, that's that's you know, pretty much loud enough for everybody else to hear. That was yeah. pretty much his tone. Yeah, he was like, uh, they're like, oh, have a seat. He's like, no, no, I'll stand. I'm not going to be here long. Yeah. No, he's and not then, having any of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a subpoena? Because you need a subpoena for this, right? Well, no, we don't. And uh, he's like, all right, well, then you can stuff it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. He tells him to get stuffed. Woo. He said he's the best lawman I've ever known. Right. Yep. 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 And he's my hardest bro. Wow. Okay, that's... Uh, that, that is what it says in this addendum I have here under Guy's fanfic. Truman, I've hidden this fly somewhere on my body. Find it! <laughs> hint, hint, <laughs> it's a green butt skunk! <laughs> All right. 
Put yeah, back at yeah enough, Kai, the, right? enough with the wackiness. Go on to the next scene. Okay, okay. Well, this certainly brings <laughs> everything back down to a normal and recognizable, um, you know, uh, feel for us. Continue. Needing tries out for cheerleading. That's it. <laughs> yep, that's all that happened. All right, next scene. Ah, uh, nothing to talk about. Here. Yeah, cheerleading practice. Uh, what the hell? I wrote. So Nadine is Wonder Woman, and apparently the the corkscrew move is just chucking ah. a guy through the air. So that's uh, that's neat. And also, <laughs> was that the Bradster from Night of the Creeps? Uh, I'm not the sure. Bradster uh, from Night of the Creeps. It, it wasn't, but it, it's uh, it, it, like, it it briefly looked like him for one second. But I, I mean, he was moving at such a speed it was hard it. to tell. Like, uh, got to think. I was gonna say uh, she, uh, you know, she's like, oh, I'm gonna throw. It. First, she does her like super like. Uh, cartwheel into tumble salt into triple double axle or whatever and then uh, she's like I'm gonna throw you and he's like oh yeah sure and then she throws him like a million miles and he's like flying through yeah. the air like a cartoon character for uh, yeah. and then he looks down and he sees like all the little ants on the ground and then he finally like lowers back into orbit and crashes through a volleyball net it's amazing yeah I was expecting him to land on a, like a cart of like pies or a fruit stand or something I was a little let down I thought it was great. He went through the net, and then some dorks were like, "Score!" (laughs) The uh, when she picks him up, and that whole that whole thing was like, "I'm gonna throw you here, right?" It was kind of slow mo. The 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 camera was uh, the camera effect was kind of weird. It was almost um, it was like ADR. So they like added the dialogue in after, and it really felt like a like a slice of '80s TV there. Yeah, it had a definite like a uh, six million dollar man, like a uh, yeah, bionic woman or feel or something. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> like, no, for real, like, for freaking yeah, real. yeah. Where it was like no, 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 where he's like flying through the air like a Looney Tunes character. It was great. I am. Too, oh, I, I hope. I hope the rest of this season is just Nadine's cheerleading. Nadine throwing people. <laughs> I, I am a hundred percent on board for this. I will never get tired of it. Please let it happen every episode. <laughs> I concur. I love Nadine and her shenanigans. Yeah, it's uh, wonderful stuff. The, the cutaways of the the two girls just <laughs> talking about Nadine. Look at her do that wow. thing that she did. Wow, the turtle camera. <laughs> uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> All right, next scene. Next scene. Johnson's nursing home. Leo moved. That's it. Shelly's taking care of Leo, brushing his teeth, and uh, the phone rings, and she's like, uh, well, I know who that is, and uh, he can wait, because he has completely forgotten about me. He's been MIA all day. Yeah, not like him Mm -hmm. to be a a thoughtless doofus. Yeah, really. uh, It doesn't take long to get uh, thrown out by Ben Horn, so he's obviously been fucking off. He was was going out for ice cream, yeah. Yeah, that ice cream date went probably pretty well. Uh oh! I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. He calls up and she is not having it. Yeah. While she's talking to him, uh, we see the chair start to roll there, and then all of a sudden, Leo's in front of her. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, this will end yeah. well. He just—it was just an accident. I mean, just like you know, he was on a little bit of an incline. Yep, I'm sure that's all it is. Uh, I'm sure that's yeah. Shelley wants a life, but that will have to wait because Leo moved. So, uh, what happens if Leo just com- comes to? What, uh, what happens then? It'll be fine. He'll just be like, hey, it's all cool. They'll do that, like, freeze frame laugh, and then the credits will roll. It's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you oh, thought man, I you was guys a vegetable. Really done a lot for my ponytail. I really appreciate you caring after uh, Little Pony. <laughs> little Pony. That's what, that's what he calls his little ponytail, Little Pony. 
I would insert a uh, My Little Pony character in here, but I can't think of it. We'll say, uh, oh, thanks for caring for uh, Pinky Cupper Cup. Cupper Cup. Yep, Pinky Cupper Cup. That's what he calls his pigtail. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm learning a lot about Twin Peaks tonight, you guys. M.T. Wentz, c'est moi. Mm. Yeah, you got, uh, Heg's totally cracked the code on this one. Yeah. Yep, you called this a while back. Yeah, what a massive... B word. Yeah. Ooh. Oh boy. I, I, oh, ooh. So uh, the critic has spoken and Norma's crestfallen. Uh, Vivian. 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 Yep, Woo! Right Vivian. Valerie helps. No, <laughs> Vivian sort of helps. Oh no, wait. <laughs> she doesn't. And I freaking knew it. Because after the fish comment she made at the Great Northern, she like right. she was there yeah. and she's just like, let me just review this food. I'm not an alien, but it's like, it's like okay. Oh, no, I'm mixing mm-hmm. my my lines. Then I ran my ovipositor down your throat. <laughs> my lay my lay my eggs in your chest, but I'm not an alien. Ah, MST the movie. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's like it's like oh yeah, I bet she's the freaking uh, food critic, and she was, and she she ah. And right from the get go, first thing she did was steal some of uh, Toad's potatoes and yeah. Uh, yeah, and that too, yeah. Critique them. It was pretty good. Yeah, she's been she's been judging this whole time for sure. Oh, for certain, yeah. yeah. But it's just like, what the hell? It's like, oh, but my my integrity. It's just like, bitch. And uh, yeah, poor poor Norma. That's uh, and and ah uh, oh, man. Yeah, even even if she hated her daughter's diner, she didn't have to review. She it. didn't have to review. She it. wasn't just in review. town to review Any. this diner. She could have reviewed anything. Exactly. Yeah. She could have been like, uh, the Great Northern's potatoes are lumpy, or <gasps> uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, she could have gone to the I'm Great sure it'd Northern. Be more eloquent than that. Yeah, she ate there. She could have. She could have reviewed that. She had a meal there. She didn't think it was great. She could have complained about that. Yep. Not trashed her daughter's yeah. way of making money. But then she freaking. It's like um, Norma calls her and is like, "Well, what the hell?" You know, it's like, "You know, I'm your daughter." It's like, "Well, all my integrity." And she continues uh, to gaslight Nor- uh, Norma. Yeah. It's like, what the? F-? It's like, and Norma stands up, and she's like, "No, out of my life. Get out of here. Go, Norma." Yeah, Screw her. What exactly. The hell? Right. Good for her. Oh God. <laughs> I could tell by your tone that uh we're not I, I'm that it was nothing but a hundred percent good for her. I I uh I was not a fan of Vivian in this scene. Ooh. And uh I hope her relationship with Ernie uh, works out as well as it could possibly work. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it will. Oh well, I mean maybe. Ah. We'll see. Hmm. It doesn't... We learned some stuff about Ernie. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Ernie. Yeah. Hank and Ernie have a good-natured roughhouse. <laughs> the return of Jean. Bad Mountie. Gary Mosey. Crucified Coop. Wow. Okay. So they're having a... It's a wild time with Hank and Ernie. Half at One-Eyed Jacks, yeah. and uh, I guess they've been horn, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah, it seemed like Ernie had, like, a fresh paint of spray-on hair. Like, uh, <laughs> Ernie was, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what was going on in this scene, but uh, it's certainly like uh, they were adults to older adults acting like uh, teenagers. His hair just seemed supernaturally dark in this scene, like only you could get from a spray-on can of hair. Ooh, I'm listening. Like they were, they were really going for it. Like they were not holding back for the in this roughhousing scene. It was pretty fun to watch. Oh yeah, there was like noogies and yeah. swirlies and yeah, the whole the whole bit. I guess they're in high spirits. It was uh, 
Um, yeah, uh, John enters and uh, they're talking about a business deal, and Hank is excited, I guess, because he, he sees how Ernie can uh, uh, make him a lot of money. You know, big score. And then who's to show up but Sudden Mountie? Gary. And he's got Gary Moosey. Uh, I mean, that too. Uh, but he's got Coke. I will. So what the H, you guys? Well, yep. no wonder. Yeah, this, that, that, this, well, yeah, this Mountie's a uh, double Mountie. Yeah. Ernie Ernie says that he's uh he's got connections, you know, uh in South America. He's done like a lot of uh, money laundering and uh, brokering of deals and uh, they're like, "Oh good. Then uh you you could sell these drugs for us." <laughs> oh yeah, uh that's yeah. what I meant when I was talking about laundering money and uh and uh doing financial stuff. It seemed like he was Street probably pushing. brokering deals for uh cartels. And, yeah, uh, what do you say Bolivia and whoops, and yeah. uh, something else. Yeah, Columbia. so I think like, Columbia, yeah. yeah, I think he was you know, saying he had some connections there, and I don't think they're expecting to sell it in the street. I think it's more like a, a, a lump sum deal here. Yeah, Sean finds himself a little low on cash. And, uh, hey, he needs 125000 need or something. Yep. Which I'm sure is completely only up and up, whatever it is. I'm, I'm sure. And then, <laughs> yeah, Gary Moosey sh- strolls in. Oh, yeah, I'm going to plant these drugs in Coop's car. That's hey, a cool that. uh, shot there, the way... Uh, uh, Jean standing there looking at the camera and smoking his cigarette. Yeah, for sure. It's just a cool shot. That that whole thing. I think that whole uh, interaction between the two of them is all one shot. Okay, well, that's really oh, cool. cool. I'll have to go back and rewatch that. Yeah, they're planting drugs, kind of like um, Bobby Big Talk did with uh, James in uh, season one. Yeah, the easy right. rider. Yeah, he's an easy rider. You know what that means? Mm-hmm. Coop's oh. an easy rider now. Oh, the return of Josie. It took me a minute to figure out who the heck we were looking at and where we were we were at. But yeah, uh, yeah. she was there, and uh, it's actually kind of tense. It's like, whoa, he pissed off the wrong people. I mean, we know there's a dude who's potentially after him, and that guy is very good at sneaking outside windows. Oh, yeah. He's a window creeper, you know, by trade. Yep. But uh, yeah, he gets his gun <laughs> and hops out of bed, and, um, and Josie literally falls back into his life. Mm-hmm. And she looked a little roughed up. She- she does. Yeah. She uh, so basically falls right into his arms, looking like she needs uh, some first aid or something, and he uh, he smooches her. You know, quite a bit. You know, uh, June. You know, never underestimate the uh, healing power of love. I mean, true. <laughs> in some cases, mm-hmm. but in other cases, maybe medical attention. Yeah. No, but <laughs> love? Have you considered love? I mean, I have, but also. Band-Aids. Medical attention. Yeah, but but kisses, though. <laughs> they were kisses. They kissed. I saw it. <laughs> yeah. They missed each other. Well, he missed her. He missed her. She misses consciousness. <laughs> I don't know. I don't trust her. I feel uh, it's a little too convenient that she's... Yeah, she just turned... You don't trust anybody anymore. Nope. That's your <laughs> fault, jerk. It is. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> Meeting of the Minds... The White Lodge. The Call of Nature. Owls. Mm. Owl checks out Coop's hog. <laughs> Bright lights. God damn it. Robed figure. The major. Gone. Okay, so... Sorry. Yep, so what happens didn't here? didn't mean to laugh oh. over your, uh, your <laughs> deposition. Like a lot did happen there. Uh, and then yeah. maybe one thing didn't. But, like, a lot happened there. So, yeah, Garland and Cooper are enjoying some uh, marshmallows. Uh, at their campsite yeah. there. It gets, uh, you know, they get uh, they get chatty. You know, does Bob really exist? 
you know, discussing the nature of things um, and uh, trying to figure out these forces that they can't comprehend. Right. You know, what what is this stuff? And Garland, uh, articulate and insightful as always, he points out, like, people who have been blessed with certain, or Cooper's been blessed with certain gifts, and he's, uh, and he is not alone. Now, is that a, is that Nadine? Uh, they're, they're forming that they're forming it's Marvel um, uh, series or uh, uh, phase seven here it's uh, the new Avengers right. um, <clears throat> anyways uh, but he's like you ever hear of the White Lodge <laughs> and I was like no tell me about the White Lodge hold on cuts to something approaching <laughs> shaky cam evil dead style in the in the woods it's like you know what hold that thought about the, the key that might be the thing that ties all this together in my head I gotta go take a pee and uh right yeah and the line is there's nothing it's big thumbs up oh yeah if, yeah there's nothing quite like urinating out in the open air big thumbs up so uh <laughs> oh boy so what a setup here so we got the woods creeper we got the companions who separate i look forward to hearing more about the next plot point after i return and an owl hoots it's like that is a recipe for freaking <laughs> for freaking disaster Right, and then he looks up at that owl. Yeah. And then that owl looks down at him. Yeah. And you hear a little bit, ooh, looks like a hog to me. <laughs> oh, I Did you know. hear that? Yeah, I... that's that's what he said. On to the next thing. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, the owl seemed a little standoffish to me, but okay. So uh, a white light just, like, bathes the whole uh, clearing in the woods there. And right. A hooded figure is backlit. Um, and uh, Garland uh, calls out Cooper's name, I think. Um, and uh, disappears. And uh, Cooper goes running after. He's chasing after this light. He, he crests this uh, ridge, and it's he's coming towards you at the camera, and his eyes light up, and then the lights go out, and he's just standing there. It's like, what did he see? And then the yeah. credits roll. It's like, you guys, you jerks. A good ending. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's the uh, abduction scene from one million movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It felt a little x files to me. It certainly did, and I, mm. I'm on board. Oh, that's cool. It was very, very X Filesy, and uh, I felt I thought that was wonderful. Mm. It's pretty neat. It was probably just somebody in a truck, you know, with lights, and they. But what about the hooded figure? That's probably the person that scooped Garland up. I'm not sure it was a hooded figure, but uh, I, I'm, I'm. Uh, Hold on, do I still have this open? I think it was just like a shadowy shadow. You're a shadowy shadow. The. Uh, uh thoughts on what happened Heggs well um, hard to say I think at this point I think it's uh, a build up to some guys in a pickup truck scoop Garland up for a reason but uh, I don't hmm. but or maybe it was the aliens Mets. who the hell knows uh, our new segment uh, who abducted Briggs uh, since we don't have who donut anymore uh, right I was yeah. wondering who actually Briggs, if who, uh, if that was going to be a who thing Briggs who Briggs did? Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, some guys. Well, they want to ruin <laughs> Cooper. Like, it's Jean and, and Cruz. Uh, it's their goal to destroy Cooper, to crucify him, I think they, uh, Jean said. Yeah. So, maybe he sent some guys out. Um, yeah, so here we are. I don't know who uh, scooped uh, Garland up and absconded with him. Uh, I'll say one of Jean's crew. Like they want to, they want good answer, good answer. Yay. They want Jean, or they want Jean wants Cooper to suffer as much as possible. So if if Cooper's out on a fishing trip with someone, he's going to assume they're friends. So he's going to you know abduct him and you know kill him and you know he wants to torment him, right? Yep. All right. Got it. He won. 
Ah, or it was Bob, right? Okay, is that what you wanted me to say? Bob, Bob did it. No, <laughs> I want you to say nothing or anything. I'm. This is you, buddy. You're on your own. That Big was foot. a great answer. <clears throat> yep. Well, well exactly. thank you. Big foot. The wiki now Skunk says ape. some guys and <gasps> skunk butt. <laughs> green. Yeah, it was oh. the green butt skunk ape. Oh green my butt God. skunk ape. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, you cracked it. You cracked it. Yep. Get Lynch on the line. <laughs> green butt skunk ape, the movie. <laughs> so aces? Aces, yeah. Uh, who do you got, guy? We always go first, so we'll let you go first. Ooh. Oh, gosh. Um, first thing that comes to mind is uh, uh, Dick's handshake. Style, very begrudgingly hand, shaking hands with Andy was was beautiful. The green, the green butt skunk scene, beautiful scene. Was watching uh, Coop, uh, Kyle McLaughlin there. Uh, he literally tears up there when he gets those uh, that lure, and it's so nice. Mm. Oh, and uh, Catherine's uh, little monologue. That's certainly one of mine as well. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, okay. I have uh, I, I thought grieving Sarah uh, in the beginning. I thought that was some right. Truly, like stellar acting. She was much needed. We haven't seen her in a while, and it was great. Yeah, to see her yeah. yeah. She, 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 it was her time to shine, and I, I thought she shined. Nadine chucking that dude. I, I truly <laughs> could not get enough of it. I, I want, I, just, I, I want to grow bored with that. Just give it to me until I can't watch it anymore. <laughs> he, he was in the air for like a, a good thirty seconds. Yeah. Oh, he, he was flying forever. And uh, yeah, the Evil Dead cam in the woods, I, I'm always on board for that. Uh, Samson Simpson and Gary Moosey. Uh, oh, please, <laughs> please bring characters like this into every episode. Uh, well, um, Ham. Let's just start out with the strongest one there, Sudden Ham, right. and then Sudden uh, mm. sudden Mountie. But no, seriously, uh, Dr. Jacoby's back, and he hasn't changed a bit. I really enjoyed seeing him again. Oh, yeah. What a look. What a look. Yeah, the guy, I mean, he's freaking classy guy. Uh, the, the two old guys fighting, that was odd. Um, Cooper's Pittsburgh um, admission, like, you know, getting some background on what happened there. That was, uh, that was really cool. It's like a little glimpse behind the curtain there. Uh, Truman's, forgive my saying so, Catherine, but aren't you dead? Excellent. Uh, <laughs> Hawk walking up to uh, um, Dick and Lucy, shaking his head and walking off like it's a freaking, like, <laughs> like a freaking, like, uh, Stooges bit like that was awesome. Andy climbing the ladder as well, and then having a heartfelt conversation on the ladder. That was amazing. That might be my favorite part of the whole episode. <laughs> um, and then that weird ADR thing when uh, again when um, when uh, Nadine chucks that guy um, across the room or well across the field. It was just like it took me back. Yeah, seriously, it took me back. It was very, uh, I don't know, it was very nostalgic. And then, uh, and then it turned into the most ridiculous thing ever. I was like, what the? Okay, I don't know. It's I, I feel her going back to high school and being a cheerleader. Great idea. Uh, I agree. (laughs) Oh boy. So uh, yeah, that's where uh, that's where Heggs is standing. Now I gotta ask: uh, Are we doing the hog? like a hog to me i mean i felt this this episode was just rank with uh hog moments oh rank with and uh and like there was there was so many 
like like normally we pick like three, mm-hmm. but uh, there was like constant mention of like underwear and butts and uh, <laughs> like uh, yeah yeah there was there was a uh, the screen butt skunk gape or whatever the you know, green that was, skunk butt yeah okay. Yeah, the green skunk butt. There was uh, Audrey <laughs> talking about uh, her numb buns. Oh, I forgot about her numb uh, buns. Oh yeah, forgot yeah, about that. There was, she likes uh, to like Nadine talking about her, you know, her undies at the yeah. wake. There was uh, Coop folding his undies. Oh, you know? oh boy! <laughs> Didn't realize that stirred something within you, June. Coop's gifts. That certainly was. Uh, that was nice. There was there was some tension there for sure. Yeah. I, I think no, that's... there was some suggestive shit there. I feel yeah, but uh, but. I I, in my mind, is we can only have one, and it's uh, Audrey's ice cream cone because it's like Jesus. I mean, okay, yes. hello. <laughs> it's like okay. Well, it's good to see that Audrey isn't like it's like it's like it's been solved, and she's not going to fit. It doesn't seem, anyways, like she's going to fade away to be this background character that walks on and has a line every once in a while. She's actively working towards something, and she and she feels that Bobby having Bobby um within her uh, thrall is the way forwards to that, and. uh yeah, she, hmm. she was like, Coop, uh, one day I'm going to, you know, get you. And then yeah, one nice. minute later, she was like, eh, more Bobby. <laughs> I feel Bobby is uh, uh, F. Mary Kill. I think she wants to marry um, Cooper, Coop. kill Bobby, and F. Um, probably Andy. I don't know. The guy's a machine. That's <laughs> <laughs> a machine. <laughs> I mean, Big, Big Pop Andy was also... <laughs> Now throwing yeah, no. the lady juices around here, so I love when Andy steps up, and that was great. And he like it felt like he was going to falter again, but he he didn't. He he totally pulled it off. And you know what? I'm, I'm a fan of love, this. and uh, when Andy or when uh, Lucy is into Andy, I I'm into that. That is that is awesome. It's nice, and she was super into Andy. Yes, there was just hogs all over this place. Oh, and then there was the owl checking out Coop's hog too. How many looks does it take to get the center of a Cooper, Agent Cooper? Huh? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that I mean, clearly we... is the end of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Alcock ends every episode. Yeah, really. <laughs> Hello, fans. We want to hear from you. Please send us a tweet at capital G, capital D, O O D M E N. Send us an email at happyhourinfrance at gmail.com. And if you like the music, go to guydudeman at bandcamp.com. I think he talked about uh, Coop having to go to the bathroom and it made him have to go to the bathroom. Oh, jeez. I'm going to go look at my hog. Coops have to take a pee in the woods. Did Guy go off and pee in the woods? I think that's what happened, yeah. Oh, get the heck out. How far away is he from He's, woods? Doesn't he live downtown? I mean, it's his role model does something, he does it. We're not here to judge him. I mean, that's fine. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not casting dispersions. I'm just saying, like, we might be here a while just talking while he goes and pees in the woods. I mean, woods are... Like uh, you know, more than one tree. There's some hedges in his yard. I'm sure it's okay. So close that's enough. okay. That's a loose definition, though. I don't know. He's a he has attention to detail. Right. Oh, oh, hey, you're back. Okay, good. We weren't talking about hello. You. So, uh, hey, 